Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. It is Buffalo Bills Football Tuesday, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Sal Capaccio chimes in. Sal, have you warmed up? Yeah, I'm warm now. I'm warm now. You know, it was fine the whole game. A little late in the game, maybe. Upper half of my body started to get a little colder. Uh, but otherwise, it was all good. You know, you've learned after all these years I have how to how to dress for the elements. Uh, plus, I got that uh, my mobile warming there, my field cheer. And I know it's, it's you know I, I promote it on the Facebook page uh, for the Bills games, and it really does work for me, so it was great. Otherwise, yeah. And you know what? Obviously, the game... Um, Kept it from, you know, if the game would have went a different way, you could be a lot colder, I guess. Shout out to Bill's PR man, Derek Boyko, gave me some chicken broth on the sidelines as well. That was nice. Very nice. Very nice. It's uh, it's always nice. Those, you know, whatever. Chicken broth, they were selling it in the, in the stadium and some of the chicken broth. Were, yeah, you could yeah. buy, you could, you well, could get some of that yeah. to, to stay warm. There you go. See? Uh, good morning, by the way. Jeremy and Joe and Sal joining us here. Sal, the atmosphere. I mean, who who's surprised that what I said to Joe was being there. I don't know that you would have known it was a game where the seats were covered with three feet of snow, other than, as Joe said, nope. when there were touchdowns, it got thrown up in the air. It was a great scene. But, you know, Bill's Mafia showed up, showed out, and had a great time. Yeah, and I, I agree with you 100%, Jeremy. In fact, you know, before the game started, uh, maybe a little before the anthem and warm-ups and stuff, I'm looking around, and I'm like, you know... Great job on these people coming out. It's not every seat full. There were there were pockets of seats that were just you, you could see there's nobody sitting there. And I was thinking to myself, still, it's great to see so many people here. Then by the time the game started, I looked up, it, it did not look any different than any other game as far as the stands, how packed they were. It, it looked like a complete sellout in full. Now, the announced attendance, over 70,000 on the official game book. I think that sold seats. I'm not sure. I don't know if there were 70,000 people actually there, but it did not seem like any other game. Like, it seemed like a normal game with everybody packed inside their seats. And, of course, everybody stood the whole game pretty much because, well, that's what you do a lot of times in football games, but especially when you can't sit down because there's so much snow. So, yeah, great job. Really, really great job by the field operations staff, the field staff, the stadium staff, um, everybody. You know, I know Josh, Allen, Sean McDermott, they came out, they started the press conferences with thanking Andy Major. We've talked to Andy on the program a lot. Um, and 
Aaron, and I apologize for not knowing Aaron's name, and their entire staff. And, and I will say, uh, you know, I'm going to echo all of that. You know, when, when we got there to see the field with the green turf and not have snow on it, the way they maintain that, and then for people to still be shoveling, just a great job by everybody all around to be able to pull this off. And for the weather, for anyone that wasn't there, I what I texted my wife was, it is a nice night. I mean, it was cold, but almost no wind to speak of. The field in great condition, yep. like you said. Like it, it ends up being a game where the Bills cruise, Sal. I mean, I, I want to say they cruise. They got a little bit mm. nervy for a minute, but I don't know if you were ever really worried about it. It was a seven-point sp- uh, differential at one point, but the Bills, you know, Josh Allen, they, they close it out. And, and to me, Sal, I'm thinking back to how this game was described. Dan Orlovsky, maybe on One Bills Live, said, this will have to be a patient and mature win from Allen. Mm. And I think yeah, it like was that. that. Yeah. He took a lot of underneath stuff. He took a lot of short stuff, played smart, didn't turn the ball over, and then hit them for really big shots, right? The, the touchdown pass to Kincaid, the touchdown run himself, the pass to Shakir. Like, they hit those big shots, but most of the game was Allen playing a very mature game, taking what they were giving. Yeah, for sure. It's a great observation, and I like the way Dan put that as well. Um, and it could have been, you know, just a little bit, once again, another game, just a little bit off on a, a deep shot to Stefan Diggs. We could have changed, you know, the numbers there too. But you're right, you know, and he was dialed in right away. First drive, four for four for Josh Allen. And really after that first drive, I thought, yeah, he's on today. Like you can tell a lot of times early on when Josh is on. Remember against the Patriots, over his first six, over his first nine, whatever it was. There's just a bit of a struggle most of the day. That wasn't the case here. Um, It wasn't awesome all day. He only threw for just over 200 yards because he took what the defense gave him. And that's when Josh is at his best a lot of times. And that's what we've seen a lot throughout the year when Josh has been his best. He take, takes what the defense gives him, stays mature, as Dan said it. And then you look at the, um, the stat line. Hey, no interceptions, no fumbles, not even one that you know they got back, right? I mean, all this talk all the time about Josh Allen and turnovers. Didn't even have one. Nothing like that. The Bills held on to the ball. Now, as far as cruising boy I don't know if I, I I felt that way you know when it was 21 nothing it got a little too close for me but I do think the bills were still in control and what I mean is I went back and looked yesterday there was never once it got to 21 nothing or even 14 nothing I guess there was never a point the Steelers with were within one score and with the ball yep. right once the Steelers got to within one score later in the game 24 17 the bills went down and they scored again so it never was Steelers not only are within one score, they also have the ball. To me, that's kind of staying in control of the game. But I think the Bills just had to hold on for dear life on defense, guys, really. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you extend that game out uh, even more, another quarter or whatever, you know, they were moving the ball, the Steelers, in the second half because the Bills were just so depleted on defense. But the Bills got a big drive on offense when they needed it. They got down there. And, of course, it could have been larger if the kicking game had done their job, and that didn't happen a couple of different times. But I think the Bills were in control. That's right. I, I wouldn't call it cruising because it got a little bit tougher at the end. But, yeah, I do think they were pretty much in control most of the game. Let's get the Barnes Firm injury report. That's brought to you by the Barnes Firm. Car crash for help. Call 1-800-8-MILLION. All right, Sal. So the injury report on the defensive side – um, there, there's, we're, we're waiting to see if there's bad news, how bad it might be, but also some players that did miss might be close. So, you know, a little on each side of the ledger here. Yeah, for sure. And so after the game, Sean McDermott said that he felt, and it was tough for him. He was trying to kind of figure out, he didn't want to say it the wrong way, but he said he thinks that maybe Tyrell Dotson was a little closer than Russell Douglas. And that that's true with even the indication of him being a limited participant on Friday where Russell Douglas did not participate on Friday. 
But um, Tim Graham of The Athletic tweeted out he had talked to Rasul in the locker room. Rasul said he wanted to play, but the coaches held him back. So I would be encouraged by both those things. Okay, so there's two guys who didn't play. Not sure on Taylor Rapp. Uh, not sure if his update will follow him throughout the week. Obviously, Gabe Davis, the same thing. As far as the in-game injuries, holy cow. I mean, do we realize? You guys might have talked about this. Think about who was on the field for most of the second half for the Buffalo Bills. Guys, they were down to their fourth and fifth linebackers. They were down to their fourth, fifth, and sixth cornerbacks. I mean, they were missing both, all three of their starting cornerbacks and both their starting linebackers. That's five starters they didn't have. And in a couple of those positions, they were down to their third string players. So that's because Terrell Bernard, uh, you just feel so bad for him. I can't. I mean, it was just, it was awful seeing that. Now, the encouraging news is Ian Rappaport, as you know, reported it's a sprained ankle. He didn't write high sprain, but we'll get an MRI report today. Uh, we might not hear until, you know, tomorrow from Sean McDermott on that. I still would think it'd be pretty tough for him to come back in six days, but you never know. But that's going to be a significant loss, obviously, in the middle of the field, against, especially against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Christian Benford went out with a knee injury fairly early. Kyer Elam had a couple uneven plays, and then he had the interception. He had to come in to play. They're already without Rasul Douglas, obviously. Then Taron Johnson left the game with a uh, – he was being evaluated for a head injury. You already had Cam Lewis. This is what we talked about throughout the week, guys. Remember I said – Cam Lewis has to play safety. What happens if something happens to Taron Johnson? Then he's got to go play slot corner. Mm. Now Demar Hamlin has to come in and play safety. That's what they did. They had to, the, Demar Hamlin was your you're down to your fourth safety now, yeah. and he was on the field during dime defenses. And then of course the linebackers. And without Bernard, that was one. AJ Klein came in. Bale Inspector gets hurt on the play that should have been called a fumble recovery by him. He gets kneed in the back. He goes out. Dorian Williams has to come in and play. I'm not kidding you. I saw Tyler Matakevich getting ready to go and take snaps, guys. Wow. I mean, this is where they were on defense. No disrespect to Tyler Matakevich. He doesn't play defense. He's a special teams guy. But DeMar Hamlin had to play. Tyler Matakevich almost had to play. I mean, they were were depleted yesterday. So we'll get news on them as the week goes on, Sal. Yes. Offensively, they're still pretty healthy. But for a moment there, it looked like McGovern had Mm. something. What happened with that? He missed one play. He um, Something in his midsection, it appeared to me. Something is midsection. Maybe he just got the wind knocked out of him. So that's good. He only missed one play. And then, t- and then Stefan Diggs twice went down with injuries. Yeah. And twice he got up and ran off the field. Now, on the second one, I have no idea what Miles Jack was doing. Did you guys see what happened? I, I know on the Shakir touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, for some reason, no one sees it because everyone's eyes are glued to Shakir making everybody miss. Miles Jack just decides to jump on Diggs' back for no reason. I, the only thing, the only defense I can give Jack's, Jack if he if this is the case, maybe he thought Diggs had the ball because as he was right next to Shakir. Maybe he got there so kind of late into the play to stop it yeah. that he thought it was Shakir, so he jumped on him to tackle him. Jeremy, you got to see the video if you haven't seen it. Miles Jack jumped on the back of Stefan Diggs like he was one of those mechanical bulls, basically, and trying to hold on for dear life. Mm. And he fell on him, and that's how he got hurt. And again, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I think Miles Jack is also the one that hit Josh, but you know, we could debate on that if he was trying to lay up or not. I think he might have been. But yeah, that's what happened to Stefan Diggs, and thank goodness he's okay. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline chatting with us about this Bills win that sets up the game against Kansas City. We'll go to Mark in Miami with Sal. Hey, Mark, good morning. Hey, guys. Would win last night. I caught it last week. I don't know if you remember, but I said the only thing that scared me about this game was maybe something happening with special teams. And I just trying to understand McDermott's philosophy down there at the end of the the half. 
you know, it was the wet, we were complaining all week about the weather and then lines up for that field goal. I mean, I thought the smarter play would have been pooch it down in, pooch it down in, and probably we're going to turn it over again or we were going to get the ball back again. So I just thought that changed the complexion of the game. And, you know, it had me a little nervous in the second half because of that, but um, great win and um, let's go, Bills. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I don't think it was. Well, I think weather should have talked them out of any kicks. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was the weather was totally no. fine. You of course don't plan on it getting blocked. I, I don't know, Sal. Like I, I, I want to be able to count on a forty-eight yard field goal, and I didn't have a problem with them kicking it. Of course, getting it blocked is is a big problem, and they they seem to consistently have special teams issues with Pittsburgh. Every game they play against Pittsburgh, there's a goofy special teams play. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I have no problem with kicking a field goal there. It's fourth and seven from the 31-yard line. There's, there was no issue with weather. There was no issue with the field, just so everybody knows. Like, you could kick the ball. It was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. So whatever your issue was with the philosophy of Sean McDermott there, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else you want to pooch it down. No way. It's a 49-yard field goal. Can you imagine the calls you'd be taking today if they pooched the ball down there about you know, trying oh doing that gosh. instead of texting Tyler Bass to kick a 49-yard field goal? No way. Um, that was the right call to make. If you're going to be upset, be upset. They got it blocked. He's got to make. He's got to get that ball. He's got to elevate it. It came out of his foot, and I get it. It's a harder ball. It's colder weather, and now maybe it's the only thing. It's cold, but come on, it's 49 yard field goal. But it came out a little bit low. It was blocked, and it compounded it because we didn't talk about this, guys. They lost Sam Martin after that uh, almost. Yeah. Sam Martin yeah. pulled his hamstring. We pulled up lame on his hamstring, and then he almost wasn't able to go back in and punt. Good for Sam Martin, by the way. I gave him an arrow up. He has two punts inside the 20, one at the 18, one at the 8. And then he gets hurt, and he go, still goes out there, and he punts one 45 yards, and he was still able to hold. Now, they might have to bring in a punter this week. I'm not sure about that. Sean McDermott um, addressed that after the game. We'll see where it goes. That also said, Tyler Bass hooks the uh, short field goal at the end, 27-yarder, and he also mishit the opening kickoff. I don't think that was intentional. They squibbed it, basically. It was not a good day for Tyler Bass, and the kicking game had to be better. Um, no problem with the philosophy of kicking the field goal, but you got to make that kick. You got you can't let it come out like that, and sometimes things like that do happen, no doubt about it, but there were a few mistakes in the kicking game that could have cost them yesterday. So we see another big play, yards after catch, from Khalil Shakir. His efficiency yeah. in this offense, when they throw the ball to him, good things happen. Like He's gone from a guy that they – dressed Cole Beasley over in the playoffs last year, or at least featured more last year, to their new slot receiver going forward. I mean, he is mm. very, very good. He's turned into the player they thought they were getting when they drafted him, and maybe more. I mean, cries of bust were happening during the preseason and training camp. Bust, they can never draft anybody. Can't Come on. I mean, you got, sometimes you got to give some time. And I will say, though, he did himself no favors in the um, preseason and training camp. He did not have a good preseason or training camp. I was even one that went on and said, look, if maybe this is a guy you have to think about dealing, if you think you can get something for me, if you can't get on the field. That didn't happen, obviously. I'm glad that they stuck with him now, seeing what he's doing, but also good for Khalil Shakir. You know, I think that um, for whatever reason, it didn't go his way early on. Um, like I said, training camp preseason, not as much early in the season as far as getting on the field, but here we are. He's playing a very, very big role for this team, and you're right. How about the presence of mind to stay on his feet there? Guy, that turns a – that was a second and nine. If he gets tackled, it's probably third and six. The Bills are up seven at that point. Who knows what we just said from the kicking game going on. If you don't convert, you you miss, something happens. 
then it could be a one-score game with the Steelers with the ball. That was a huge, huge play and uh, a great job by him, presence of mind, to um, stay on his feet, get the touchdown, and you're right. Going forward, he's he's this team's slot receiver. And, hey, Dante, Deontay Hardy comes in. He has a big catch and run mm. from uh, from his spot, too. So there were some contributions from the receivers. We'll see if Gabe Davis is available next week as well. Sal, on Allen's run, your vantage point of that and also hearing McDermott and postgame a little bit on it, like were you – like many where you were expecting slide there and then, oh, he's just in the open field? Yes, but I have to, I'm going to be super honest with you guys, my vantage point. So right before that, my, um, you know, my transmitter, um, all of a sudden, I go through a couple of game, and right before that play, my transmitter went. And I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go basically change the battery. So I have like a couple, I have an area I have to go and kind of do it. So, and it was cold, so I want to put my, take my gloves off. So I'm literally behind the Bills bench, right around maybe midfield or so just changing a battery and I'm looking at the big board and I watch that play as I'm changing and I I put the battery in just as Josh is running so I had to catch up to Josh I wasn't going to do that by the way so but I did see the same thing for the you saw kind of from I wasn't watching the field I was watching the big board and I thought okay I'm you know this is where the play is going to be and then you see him take off a little bit more so I run down there and you know, try to catch the end of the play. And just as I get there, he's getting in the end zone and he's flexing. Yes, I thought he was going to slide. I thought he was going to go down. I think everybody did watching the game. He didn't. Um, I saw some people on social media upset, maybe Steelers fans, that, oh, it was a fake slide. It wasn't a fake slide. No. He made a move. He made a cut. Um, he did a great job. And Josh, after the game, said, you know, that – um Everybody, you know, people are yelling for him to slide. What did Sean McDermott say that in the headset, in his headset, Sean's, that uh, Joe Brady's yelling, get down, get down, or slide, whatever, and he didn't do it. And then, you know, oh, yeah, I guess it was okay not to slide. So, yeah, good for good, a good run by Josh right there. 52 so, yards, yes. Sal, that's just Joe Brady living the Josh Allen experience, right? Get down, get <laughs> in down. In real time. Go, 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 go. <laughs> right, I know, right? It's that's, amazing. That's yes. how it goes. Um, all right, Sal, so, of course, it sets up. I mean, let's let's be honest. It's a matchup a lot of people wanted, and I wouldn't even say wanted from you think the Chiefs are weak or vulnerable. There's a lot of respect for that mm. franchise and what Patrick Mahomes right. can do. But it's finally one of these potentially iconic games or memorable games, and finally it won't be at Arrowhead. So like, I am as happy as anyone to get this game that has such incredible juice and another chapter in this rivalry written. You know, guys, for all the things that happened this year, for all the ups and downs, for all the um, playing to the level of your competition, losing games you shouldn't lose. Everything. Both teams. Both teams, right? <laughs> like For both of them. That's right. But, you know, for the Buffalo Bills specifically, this is what they've worked for for three years, four years, to get the Kansas City Chiefs at home in the playoffs. That that's Now, I understand they want the one seed. I get it. So that you fall a little short of your goal there. But this is it. This is this is what you've talked about. Why you need to beat them at their place, and it didn't work out two times where you you would have had to go to, you had to go to their place in the playoffs, and now it finally did. For all the things, I think back. I think back to the COVID year of twenty. They go to Kansas City in the AFC Championship. They lose. Do you remember what Brandon Bean said? His exit interviews were with the players. What he said to them. Do you remember that in twenty twenty? They go there, and after that, he said he told us in the media. He said, "Yep, we told all the players our goal. We're gonna have the, we got we're gonna have this game here next year. I Meaning the AFC Championship, but you know, meaning Kansas City too. We we got to be home, and it didn't happen the next the next year. That was twenty one. 
obviously, and then 22, they, you know, uh, we all know how things ended the last few years, right? But my point is, for all that happened, now you get them here. So you know what? Now you got to go do it. And now you got you know, you a chance. You got a chance to slay the dragon, your playoff dragon, in your own house. I was surprised. I did not know what the line was until after the game. We, we did an Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast, Matt Bove and I, up in the press box after the game. And I'm like, oh, let me check the line. I, maybe, maybe Matt said it's may, maybe recency bias on my part, which it could very well be. I didn't think the Bills would be favored. I didn't. I don't know why. Yeah. I thought with all the injuries, maybe it's because I was just saw all those injuries. I'm like, how are they going to defend this team, right? The Bills are favored by two and a half points. They have the Kansas City Chiefs at home in the playoffs, and the betting line has them favored. They need th- th- this is this is their opportunity. This is it. They need to take advantage of this and you know get to the AFC championship game. So you know we'll dissect it all week. I'm already thinking about do they need to play dime all week because of the linebacker situation? Mm-hmm. Just go out there and play dime and you know play like you did in the COVID year when you invited them to run and say you know what you run we're going to stop you in the red zone and we'll score some points. I don't know. That's I'm already thinking about that stuff right now though. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good time to be alive. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Time to be a Bills fan. Thank you, Sal. We'll be listening uh, Extra Point Show throughout the week, of course. And weather updates. I don't know that we're going to get a storm for the game, but we're getting two to three feet of snow in the next couple days. Yeah, like tomorrow, it looks like. Okay, well, I I will tell you, Hammer yesterday said this thing. He said that, you know, the the game next week, in fact, guys, I think the game next week is going to be very similar to this week. Like, the, the temperature, it might even be a little bit warmer, but it'll be very similar. But leading up to the game, we're going to have a snow event. I hope that that you know, doesn't impact, like, practice for the team and things like that. But that's the issue we're dealing with this week, but it shouldn't impact next week. And, of course, we'll, uh, we'll keep on top of weather, and WBEN will be on top of everything in that regard. Very good. Thanks, Sal. Okay, you got it. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. You can join us. We have open segment, open lines. We'll uh, chat with you. I want you to go back and watch the Khalil Shakir touchdown again, Joe. Because, of course, it's an impressive play to stay on his feet. The move he drops on the defender after he does that, mm-hmm. that's the good one. That it, It's better than staying on his feet. Squared up number 38 on the Steelers. Squared up okay. with the defender. Just boop, boop, 
right by him. Did you see the digs get jumped by Miles Jack at the end of I, the play? I've not done that. I've got to go back okay. and watch that. Oh, I'll check that out. 803-0550. This week will be about checking updates on Rasul Douglas, Tyrell Dodson, Gabe Davis. Can he come back? And, of course, the guys that got injured yesterday in this game, how many guys will be missing? 803-0550. Jeremy and Joe, your phone calls on a victory Tuesday here on WGR. Back to pass, fires over the middle, complete on a crossing route to Shakir, who gets away from the tackler, down to the 10, looking for the end zone, and he's in! Khalil Shakir did a disappearing act on the tackler, reversed his field, and found the end zone. Unbelievable! Your electric play of the game, brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Jeremy and Joe... Your phone calls, 803-0550. Victory Tuesday, Bills-Chiefs set for the final game of the divisional weekend. It'll be 6.30 Sunday and expecting a cold game, not exactly expecting a snow event yet, at least not on Sunday. There, yeah. will, there will be one tonight, tomorrow, very soon, a big one. Might be very similar to yesterday for uh, for the Bills and Chiefs game. Yes. Like 20s and maybe a little bit clear and a gentle breeze. Did it feel like a gentle breeze? Yeah. It was not the, – the wind was not a major – Yeah, it's know, not I, the reason that Tyler Bass's kick hooked no, 50 yards to the left. I don't think so. Jason Kelsey is going to be retiring. Will, yep. he, will he come to Buffalo for this game to support his brother? Um, you know, just saying. 36-year-old Jason Kelsey, visibly emotional at the end of the Eagles' loss. He is considered retiring. He is, in fact, he told his teammates he is retiring. So Jason Kelsey, likely Hall of Famer, calling it quits. He he uh, he might be mad at his brother right now. You see, there's a little bit of drama. On I their did podcast. see that. I did see that. That he basically called the Eagles out and yeah. said they're making too many excuses. And, and they, they and they like shut the podcast down and he for walked the day. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably going to be there. And Taylor's going to be there, right? I don't know. I wouldn't count on that. She she's been to like every game recently, though. Well, here's what I would say: if I were a famous, if I were a, NFL tight end and dating anybody, and they only came to home games, I'd say, you should come to Buffalo. It's actually pretty cool. Then again, does Travis Kelsey even know if it's cool? They never play here. <laughs> he should. That's how he should sell it. You know what? i got to be honest. I don't know if I've ever played in front of fans in that place. Let's see if it's cool. I mean, he's been on the team for a while, so he probably has, but they haven't he, been here he, in forever. Yeah, he's been to Buffalo probably a few times, right? Yes, Because yes. he goes way back. But it's been a while. But Mahomes, never with fans, and that's exciting in itself. I can't believe they find, it's, finally, uh, I, I, it's, it's finally happening. It's like a dream. It's, it's finally happening. This would be the great, well, the, the, the AFC Championship game. I guess you don't have something for this. No, but, but this, is the, this is the redemption on the way. This is the chance at, yes. at the redemption. Yes. This is you, the game you, that was supposed to happen as redemption. Right. If you're going to draw up like, the perfect road. I like uh, getting to knock Tomlin out a little bit. Speaking uh, of Tomlin, I have two things I wanted to get to you. One, the Steelers gave up the most points they've given up all year in the playoff game. I just like to say that would never happen to a Mike Tomlin team. No. Joe. no. Also, Steelers wide receiver George Pickens blames the officials for the loss. Quote, refs, 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 that's the only thing on my mind. You're not going to win a game when you have to beat the Bills and the refs. That's what I really feel happened to us today. And I would just like to say that, that kind of chat chatter, that would never happen to a Mike Tomlin team. Oh, that's right. No. It, it always does. George Mike Pickens, 
George Pickens had a tough night. He got hit by a snowball, I saw, too. He yeah. was the one guy I saw that got hit. I, I was afraid of Pickens and what he could do to the Bills. He, he appears to be pretty good. Also, on things that happened to Mike Tomlin, he walked off of his post-game press conference when asked about his future. He, But he wasn't, he wasn't even asked yet. He walked off. Um, oh, who was the reporter? Asked, Brooke Pryor. She started a quiet from ESPN. She said, you have a year left on your contract. Like, that was the start of her question, and, and he walked he, off. he left. He didn't even wait for the question. I mean, it probably was about his future. Sure. Because there was a report from Florio, as I mentioned yesterday over the weekend, that he'll step back after the season with his contract about to expire. Um, and he didn't want to talk about it. Kind of loser energy, if you ask me. Well, they did lose. And he's they not did. had a losing season, to his credit. They, they do what they do. But isn't... But that, but right, that's that's why they have Mason Rudolph instead of maybe a quarterback that's better. But congratulations, like on going nine nine and eight every year. Like what for what? And getting what's, into the playoffs and getting smoked. Right, like what's the point? You've gone. I, I saw this pointed out yesterday. There are now twenty three teams that have won a playoff game more recently than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Twenty three. Yeah, they have. They also have the longest playoff losing streak. So some teams haven't lost that many games since then, but they've lost five or six, five in a row. And this is not like this is not the Toronto Maple Leafs where this team is awesome every regular season and like Stanley Cup contender. And man, I can't believe that they lose in the playoffs every year. This is no, they're expected to lose every time they get to the playoffs. Like they squeak in and they're just they're not that good. I mean, I I really think that it's like it's Dick Duran with two more wins every year. Well, it's the same thing every year. Like, there's n- it never gets better. You never even get signs of it getting better. It's just worth pointing out that, as is the case with most teams, you know, the Steelers get all this credit for being a lot of things. When was the best they were? It's when they had Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and Le'Veon. But it's when they had a great offense, and right. they kind of tore that down. And they, I think, they have the makings of maybe being good next year but, if they can get things together. But but, but look at Najee Harris's quote. Does, does Mike Tomlin? know what works in the right, cause, offensively? Because they ran it too much. They know they ran it too much. And Najee, Najee Harris is a running back. How, how odd is it for a running back to say, to seem to express discontent at the yeah. idea that they ran it too much? Yeah. The running back said that. Like, we'll see. They're going to hire a new offensive coordinator, and maybe they hire some wizard that's about to, you know, light it up. Mo in New Jersey. Good morning, Mo. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Morning. Good, Mo. Very good. Guys doing a little better than us down here. We got like two, maybe three inches of snow, and all the schools are closed and late opening. So I don't know how you guys do it up there, but down here, we just can't function. You guys are getting two to three more feet. I, I pray for you guys. But anyway, <laughs> um, the reason for my call is, you know, great win yesterday. Kind of what I expected the game to go, but now with all these injuries, I feel so awful for Bernard. So glad to hear it's not a break, but man, I don't know how much time he's going to miss. It's just he's the one player, I think, on defense we can't afford to lose, right? I said that about Milano. Then he stepped in. So I have faith in Sean McDermott, what he's going to do. But kind of kidding, kind of serious. Well, if if uh, Sam Martin can't go next week, will Matt Ariza take our call? Like, I mean, I don't want to punt. I like your idea about not punting at all. But, you know, with the, the way he, he got hurt, it's definitely a hamstring. He did come back and give us that one punt, but – you know, it's just it's tough times to be taking injuries this time of year, you know? Yeah. Thanks, Mo. I guess when it comes to Bills Chiefs and their matchups, the last couple matchups, the last two, 
have been what twenty to seventeen and twenty four to twenty mm-hmm. since they played yep. that absolutely bonkers game in Arrowhead, the thirteen seconds game. Scoring's been down, and the two teams have played some pretty good defense, and it's been quarterbacks taking what's there, and they've been competitive games. So maybe expecting 35-31 is misguided because we haven't seen that since the divisional round. But I'm not trying to be funny about it. The last person on earth I'm thinking about in in preparation for Bills Chiefs is the Bills punter. Yeah, same. Especially with the state of the defense. I don't care who their punter is. I don't care who their punter is. I don't want them to punt the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to. They're going to have the freedom to punt the ball because if you have all these defensive injuries, you know the Chiefs' offense is not what it has been in years past. You could say that about the Bills' offense too. But Rishi Rice has started to come on for them. Pacheco can run. Kelsey is Kelsey. Yep. Like they still have Mahomes and they still are a big threat. And if you have no linebackers and you're on your third and fourth corner, I'm not thinking about your punter. No, not to I'm- say that he's not valuable, Joe, but just. I'm worried about Travis Kelsey against A.J. Klein. Yeah. And hoping that that isn't a matchup that gets exposed. And I'm wondering if the Bills can get to 35 in this game. I will say, though, like I know they have a lot of injuries. McDermott all year, even when they had all those injuries and their DVOA said they stunk, look at the point totals. The point totals, other than the Eagle game, they didn't give up 30 points. Like They, they were fine. The, the the games in the middle of the year. The Bengal game. The Bengal game, it looked like the, the Bengals were going to cruise all day. How many, how many points did the Bengals score in that game? Maybe maybe you could say they could have scored more. But they got the 24. That, that ended up being a one-score game. For as much as, you know, Denver, you know, 24 points in that game. And that was one where it felt like the Bills should have done better defensively. Like, they didn't get torched by anybody. And Kansas City doesn't torch anybody this year. So, I I know the injuries, and I'm I'm worried about the linebacking position especially. But where McDermott's got this defense right now, and the dime package with Poyer helping that out a little bit, I'm not that scared of the Chiefs going off in this game. Nobody is doing that to the Bills this year, even when they were at their most injured. So, I think I think I think they win the game on Sunday. I think they have the makings of what is needed to, you know, do what they did in Kansas City. Hold them to 17. I think they could do that, even if even if Balen Specter has to play again. Yeah. The defensive line is healthy, and that's good. You got a Vaughn neat... finally did something. He touched the quarterback. He t- touched the quarterback. That's amazing that that is progress in his, like, his 11th game. Yeah, he, like, pushed him. Yeah. And didn't sack him. I mean, they are... They're so banged up. It's it's amazing right now. But that's where Every I get Every drive yesterday, sure. it was a guy was dropping. But that's where I get to, but your offense isn't. Other than Gabe. And we'll see if Gabe can come back this week. Well, right. Which I felt like they – I think they miss Gabe. I do. I mean, Sherfield was – He was know, the one guy that – I don't even think he got targeted right. Then again, we've had – Isabella got targeted. We've, I don't we've, had, we've had games where Davis goes out there and doesn't get targeted, so maybe it's not that unusual that Sherfield didn't have the same spot. Sure. But – I'm hoping Gabe is good to go because the, the the emergence of Shakir, again, like think about the Bills and their their finest form of offense we've seen over the last however many years, Joe. It's Diggs, Brown, Beasley, or Sanders and Beasley. And What you had was, yes, Beasley was effective, and that helped to open things up for other guys. You had three legitimate options. And in this offense, 
Kincaid can be that too, and Knox can be that too, but from three receivers being viable options, Diggs and Shakir are it. And if you get Davis out there, come on, you're telling me Kansas City that gave up four touchdowns and 200 yards to him in a playoff game is thinking they don't have to worry about him at all? I didn't feel like they do. So I hope that Davis is good to go because the injuries are unfortunate. And the reality is that I said this to you last week. It's like your fantasy football league or your golf round. Nobody cares about your injuries. You got to find a way. Yeah. You know, if the season ends and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl and hanging a banner, it doesn't say, hey, we beat a banged up Bills team. Like, right. Tough. Steven in Florida. Good morning, Steven. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, okay, first thing I want to say is, you know, of course, congratulations to the Bill. Great win. Uh, now, here's the thing. First of all, as far as the Steelers, I looked at the statistics. First half, four punts, one interception, one fumble, and a TD. I think that summarizes the game for the Steelers. Uh, you know, they they just couldn't uh, get it together and do anything. And the only reason they were able to come within uh, a score in the second half was because of the injuries that the Bills sustained on defense. Now, that being said, I was getting nervous when that happened, and I was looking at, I'm looking at, you know, the situation the way it is now. We got to see, you know, what the reports are on injuries. We hope that, you know, uh, Douglas will be back. Uh, You know, Bernard, uh, hopefully it's not too bad with that, uh, you know, ankle injury. I remember last year, remember this, Mahomes, he got, an ankle injury, I believe it was, and he was still able to play after that and come back and go to the Super Bowl. So I know a different team, different, you know, person, but still. Uh, and then, of course, you got Benneford and uh, um, Spectre. So, yep. you know, hopefully with the, you know, with the uh, drive, because if you listen to Dane Johnson and the, uh, I think uh, Sal interviewed him after the game, he said, you know, we just had to step up despite these injuries. And keep it going. And, and that's, you know, one thing that's really to the Bills' credit. Now, on offense, <laughs> the two most epic plays were uh, Khalil Shakur's touchdown. That was just phenomenal, especially the way he was looking yeah. like he was going down. He put his hand down, sustained himself, and went through. And then, of course, Josh's run for the touchdown, which they said was the second longest in NFL history. For a quarterback. Longest, right, for a quarterback. And so the thing I want to say is this. I'm not taking away from any of these other quarterbacks, you know, Stroud or Mahomes or, you know, Lamar or any of the other ones. But for me, uh, Josh Allen is still the premier quarterback in the NFL, and he proved that last night. So here's the final thing I want to say. I want to paint this picture like I did in the postgame show last night. I see the Bills, despite the situation, when the Chiefs come here, because I agree with you guys yesterday, we wanted this so they can't be in the postgame at home now. They have to come to Buffalo. I want to see the Bills take that Chiefs headdress, rip it off of Mahomes, stomp it on the ground, light it up and get some heat, and send them back to the little kingdom with their tail between their legs to send a message to the world, we're here and we're going all the way. All right. Eight oh three oh five fifty. I hope they win. I need them to win. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Need them to win. We'll it would it. be there. It would be. I mean, this is going to be the biggest day at the stadium in thirty years. Yeah. Yep. Just the scene. Imagining the. Scene. I haven't done the actual math on that. Thirty is like the rough estimate, right? Like they played in the nineties yeah. and. The, yeah. But yeah. just imagining the scene. Yep. Of them walking off the field, beating the Chiefs, it'll feel like they're. It'll feel. It will feel like they're about. They're going to win the Super Bowl, even if they got to go to Baltimore. It, it, right. There would be a different feel if we're all looking at each other saying, see you next week. And that would be something else. Jeremy and Joe, it's Buffalo Bills Football Tuesday on WGR. Here's the snap, looking left, and now in the end zone, complete to Dawson Knox for the touchdown. Oh, he was wide open. He split the two defensive backs, and Allen hit him for the opening drive TD. I was glad that we didn't have to move locations. I started to get a little bit worried about that. You know, you play all season long to earn a home playoff game, and not only for our sake, but for our fans' sake. Bills head coach Sean McDermott, they wanted to move that game to Atlanta. (laughs) Nothing gets between Bills Mafia and copious amounts of snowbanks. Yes. Let me tell you. That they can jump off of the tables. There was... I saw table smashing. I saw broken tables used as sleds to go down snowbanks. <laughs> there was talk of skiing down a snowbank into uh-huh. a table. We will not be denied our raucous scene at the stadium. It was a great day at the stadium. Absolutely great. All-time moment on the Allen run. On that Allen run, he definitely does not fake slide. However, no, he doesn't. I don't think it's saying that much to for anybody to admit that Safety especially, who comes over and he ends up trying to tackle Josh and getting trucked in the process. Yep. That safety knows, I cannot fire in here full speed because if he does slide, that's 15 more. Yep. I think when it's a quarterback, you kind of know you have to go in a little bit more gentle might not be what I'm looking Conservative, for. Conservative, though. Sure. Yeah. Like, watch him. He's flat-footed waiting. And I think if that's a running back, he fires right at the guy. So, it's kind of a tough spot for a defender to be put into, but tough. Alan did it. We got to get a break, and then we'll get right back to your calls. Peter, John, CJ, and anybody else wants to jump in, we'll take your phone calls here on the Buffalo Bills. Victory Tuesday. Victory Tuesday is brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. That was Sean McDermott from the Locker Room, and Locker Room Audio is brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. Open segment, your calls, Chris Brown, 830, here on Victory Tuesday on WGR. Fires out to the right sideline, complete to Pickens, but he dropped the football as he lunged forward for extra yardage. After review, the receiver satisfied all the elements of a catch. It is a completion and a fumble recovered by Buffalo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.